You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Eurosimos. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 83 of Here for the Truth podcast. I'm Joel Rafidi. As always, I've got my co-host, Eurosimos. For those that are new here, today we have our good friend, Jason Christoph returning. Um, Jason is an expert on mind control and self-sabotage and all things exiting the matrix. And we get into an excellent conversation here on how you can empower yourself and also the stark reality of what needs to be addressed in order for us to to move forward. Before we get to that, um, our eight-week private group coaching program, Rise Above the Herd, spots are filling up for round three, which is beginning on September 12th. If you're interested in joining that program and working intimately with us and a group of like-minded individuals for eight weeks in learning to become an individual and become the best version of yourself and live up to your potential, then you can head to riseaboveTheHerd.co and we would love to meet you. Guys, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you, wherever you are, wherever you listen to this. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. If you can, it would help us greatly. We recently received our second strike on YouTube, so things might shift a little bit going forward for for the visual um, audience. Probably primarily will be hosted on our website from here on forward, but we'll let you know how things progress. We'll let Jason in now, and we really hope that you enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to Here for the Truth podcast. We have our good friend who needs absolutely no introduction in the house, Jason Christoph. We first interviewed Jason way back on episode 24, and that was a hell of, a, hell, hell of an episode. If anyone wants to check that one out, Jason, good to have you here, man. Joel, thanks for having me back, Rissimo. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's man. Our, great to yeah. have you for sure. It's our absolute pleasure. Um, you've, uh, you've relocated to, to Mexico. Um, you seem extremely busy online, um, always providing the solutions and the goods. We have an entire audience of truth seekers here who are seeking ways to, I guess, exit the system, to decentralize and to get on with their real life without having to be dependent upon um, Babylon anymore, so to speak. How, 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 how do we start this conversation and how can people really begin to move in the direction of building real sovereignty in a practical way? Well, I think a lot of people have a hard time trying to contemplate being independent if they work for someone else. Yep. And it's good for them to know they can do it. They can work for someone else. They can find a side hustle that can be potentially very productive and profitable in the future. They just have to position themselves mentally that it might take a little bit of time and they have to look at where they work. They can't look at it in a negative light. They have to look at the people that are employing them. As Paul Check would say, you have to look at the people who are employing you as being on your dream team. And if you look at people who employ you as a drag or you don't want to be there or you could be doing something better, it'll drain your energy and it'll, you know, it'll hurt your performance at your place of employment. And that's not fair for your employer either. So Paul Check teaches a very very effective method of saying, look, these people are on your dream team, your employers on your dream team, 
and they're going to really fund your your new venture mm. through your employment paycheck. So make sure you walk in with the right attitude and know that without these people that are on your dream team, it's very hard for you to step off and dive into this new world of independence that you're looking to do. It's very hard to start a business and have it be paying the bills, get it up to a level where it's paying the bills right away. So you really have to do it gradually. There's there's a friend of mine who has a very good certification. His name's Paul Lindert. So I'm just trying to give people some ideas sure. of how they might want to do coaching online. And when you have this dream team scenario, then when you have a paycheck coming into you, maybe you start taking two clients a month online or something, something slow, something you can handle where you can do it gradually. You're not kind of thrown into the fire right away. So my friend, Paul Linderts has a very good certification. He is the author of the book, The Root Cause of Cancer. And he has a cancer reversal and cancer prevention certification that's second to none. And if what we'll do is we'll put in the show notes, I'll, I'll give you the link to that certification. Mm -hmm. It's not expensive. And given the fact that one out of two people today used to be one out of 30 in the year 1900 had cancer. Now it's, it's more than one in two. That means the market is massive. And of course, we all know that the new medicine that's rolling out, if, you, if we look at some interviews with Dr. Ryan Cole, we see that the cancer is exploding in the you know, injected population. So this reversal of cancer, cancer prevention, this would be a great certification, low, a low investment, start gradually, Start spreading the word through your social media about how cancer starts, what it really is. And the great thing about Paul, I mean, I really, this guy is absolutely amazing. He actually has a chart of every cancer that occurs in the body. And he links each cancer to a uh, emotion we won't feel or deal with. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely amazing the knowledge he has and his success with uh, reversing cancer is known worldwide. He's very, very high percentage. And even myself, I have a certification. I think you, I mean, Gerasimo, you're, you're well aware that uh, I have a certification for self-sabotage coaching mm -hmm. so that we can coach people out, <laughs> get them out of that psychological bind that makes them do stuff that doesn't make any sense. So there are, there are ways out there to start businesses very inexpensively, still keep your job. And I think that would be the best advice because we have to get financial independence. And that means you don't want to be working for a big corporation or a business where they turn to you one day and say, you have to mask up because it gives you brain damage and causes a whole bunch of diseases. And it all also triggers compliance-based mind control or, or if where you're working, your employer says you got to take the 10th jab and you're already in a wheelchair from the first nine. Like this is not the way to live your life. You can't be dependent. You have to be independent. And although it takes a while to transition to that, 
if you look at your employer, someone that's on your dream team, and you take a gradual approach and you do it step by step, the rule of baby steps, you can, you can get there within the year, maybe the year and a half. And I think we still have some time there. So I hope that will address some of the big inhibitions that people feel when they want to be independent, because the first step to true independence is being financially independent, raising your own energy and being able to exchange that energy with others regarding your food supply or your housing or, you know, your, your energy needs, your heat, your hydro, your electricity. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of like now more than ever, there's so many opportunities to, 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 to work for yourself, to make an income. There's, so much information online, there's certifications, you know, if an individual knows what they're about, knows what they value, knows what they want to do, if they have the discipline, if they have the desire, they can, they do the work necessary. You know, I mean, what you created with your self-sabotage school is incredible, you know, providing opportunities for people to gain so much important knowledge to pass along to, to the masses, to the herd that is suffering. And so uh, I definitely hear you there. Now, in terms of people who let's say don't have the proper mindset to look at their their current employers as the dream team you know what do you say to someone like that who's kind of stuck in um, these like these patterns of limiting beliefs well the limiting beliefs are are natural in the body we're all sort of born afraid to be outside the herd but these natural inclinations that we have to be afraid to try something different they can be exacerbated by certain things that we eat and certain things that we drink that trigger our fight or flight response. So basically what I'm trying to say is the natural human, we take them out of the jungle in you know, their natural environment, they're eating food that God made, they're drinking God's water, and there's no like chemical infusions. They're still afraid to go out on their own and try something different. Because same is safe, different is, is not safe. So basically, when a person, a natural person walks into a situation where say they have a coffee or they're drinking alcohol or they're having junk food, they need to know that those chemicals really upregulate or uplevel our fear of trying something different. So if someone's really sort of feeling stuck they can't really look at their employer as being on their dream team because the employer drives them crazy. They, the first thing they might try to do is review what they're eating and what they're drinking, try to get more natural to make sure to have the smallest inhibition, this, this psychic inhibition possible so they can dream a little bit. Coffee can break your dream machine. Alcohol can break your dream machine. You have the dream machine is about thinking about what you want to do and then being, being able to create it in physical reality. And these poisons really inhibit us, inhibit the dream machine from working properly. And if anybody wants to know what it really means to live a chemical-free lifestyle, they should go read Paul Check's book, and that's C-H-E-K, Paul Check's mm -hmm. book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And that can act as the standard guide, this really good, I call it the Bible of healthy living. Leave it in your house, get, get your family to read it, you read it. And then you'll start understanding that most of 
our self-sabotaging or behaviors or limiting beliefs can be actually eaten. They can be drank. They can be taken in from the TV, like scary movies activate our fight or flight. Uh, unhealthy foods, chemicals, uh, sleeping if you have bad sleep habits. So you really have to get understanding that your body and your mind aren't separate. If you pollute your body, you're polluting your mind. Your body's not going to work. Your mind's not going to work. And if you want to be independent and financially independent and sort of outside the system, you need strength. You're going to need like real mental strength, physical strength. You're not going to get that from coffee on an empty stomach. You're not going to get that from a 12-inch sub with a couple of macadamia nut cookies and a Diet Coke. You're not going to get that from... You know, you can't eat food that would choke a maggot and think that you're going to have the power to step outside the system. Yeah, man. Uh, you speaking my language there. And I have to say, I think the one thing that drew drew me to you and how we connected years back is, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, the negative impact of caffeine, of alcohol, et cetera. And I, I feel like a lot of people weren't really talking about the negative impact of caffeine. and and that changed my life. You know, I haven't had caffeine in, in almost nine years, alcohol as well. And uh, it, that's had a huge impact on my life. And when people tell me like, well, you know, what, what, what changes have you made in your life? And I go like, when I got sober, and I say that in that way, like sober, not that I had an issue, but when I decided to look at chemicals and not putting them in my body, it changed my mentality. It changed my view of myself. It changed how I interacted with my environment. It, it made my nervous system more regulated. So if a person said a thing that normally would get me super triggered, it probably didn't trigger me in the same way. And who knows what impact that'll have in your life? Who knows what impact that has in the workplace? You know, if you're going to work and you're not jacked up on chemicals, something that your boss would normally say that would make you go off, maybe get fired or get thrown in the doghouse doesn't. And so that changes your whole experience of being at work. Yeah. Coffee makes you do boring tasks longer. That's mm -hmm. why employers usually have it for free, free when you enter the employment workspace. And a lot of times the motivation to make a big change can come from stopping coffee because you actually feel like how much your job sucks. With the coffee, there's like a, like a cushion, like a bubble wrap over your job. Like if your job is unsatisfying, if it's no good, if it sucks, the coffee can put this, this artificial shine on it because that's what caffeine does. It shuts off the frontal lobe, uh, puts us on cruise control, shuts down our thinking. And of course, employers are going to love that, right? They're going to love the fact that they are, their employees aren't thinking. Because if they were thinking, they might think about, you know, maybe I don't want to roll in here every day till I'm, you know, 65 years old, eight to five with only, you know, two to five vacation weeks every year. Maybe I don't really want that. Maybe I think I deserve more than that. Maybe someone has some talents, but you'll never really connect with those talents either because the dream machine and the talents and the good business ideas have been proven to only be generated in the frontal lobe, which is just behind our forehead. And it's shown when coffee or caffeine or any chemical is sort of ingested, you get this inhibition, the shunting of blood away from the frontal lobe, and all the blood goes back to the limbic system, which is the fight or flight system. The fight or flight system is defensive. And if you want to be independent, you got to go on the offensive. 
So this is the offensive part of the brain, the, the reptilian brain or the hind brain, the limbic system, that's defensive. So if you're in a defensive mode and you don't really understand you're in a defensive mode because you drink a cup of coffee, then the job looks fantastic because you're, you're, you're thinking, I'm on the defense. I'm just going to stay here. So if you want your dream machine working and you want to be on the offensive mode, you got to get your frontal lobe or what's called the prefrontal cortex. And you can't do it when you're polluted. When I coach people as a self-sabotage coach, if they want to start a business, we start with their health first. Cause if their brain chemistry is wrong, they're always going to be afraid to try because out of my uh, business ideas, only two out of 10 were ever successful. And if you're afraid of failing because you're afraid to be judged by the bigger herd, you just will never step outside of the barn. Yep. And those two out of 10 ideas, you know, they made me three, $4 million. But, you know, those failed ones probably cost me $2 million. <laughs> you know? those, sorry, the eight that failed out of the 10. Yeah. So, so you have to make sure your brain chemistry is up to par. And you're also got to be organized with your time i haven't watched tv and i do some illuminati or uh, yeah. mind control movie reviews but i might have only done 15 or 20 in my life i haven't watched any other tv you got to be organized with your time the average person today they actually think that playing on their phone or scrolling their phone is like that's mandatory and then living their dreams is optional <laughs> outside that and there's so much wasting of the time regarding the screen uh you can see why people are getting trapped in the slavery and don't forget it's shown that when there's so much instant gratification on the screen like on your phone and opening a business is about long-term gratification and the two don't mesh so the the person that gets addicted to the hits of dopamine and serotonin out of their phone they actually are training their neurological system to get this short-term gratification that will be not found in a business venture because your business venture, you might only celebrate or get that long-term that gratification a year or year and a half down the road. So people that have their neurological systems trained for short-term gratification because they're addicted to their phones, they really have a hard time stepping outside that realm and into the long-term gratification of starting a business. So true, man. And everything you're saying really echoes the great hermetic principle as within, so without, you know, what, 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 you're, what you're ingesting, whether it's mentally or physically in terms of food is obviously what you're going to get in terms of output as well. And I mean, there's so many people out there who go to sleep looking forward mostly to the coffee the next day. That's the highlight of their day is, is waking up and being able to have that coffee. Um, and I like how you're really linking this to the nervous system as well. And a big part of nervous system regulation is a building capacity, right? So when we're able to find a baseline and build capacity, we have far more options available to us. We have far more in touch with that potential to be able to dream as you're discussing and to create and actually, we have the threshold to, to do something, to get into a mode of a deep work and create something of real value, not just the freaking 145 letters of a tweet. Yeah, I, I want to add something too. I think what's really important as well is, is just being able to allow yourself to, to feel the reality of your situation. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if you're uh, guzzling caffeine multiple times a day, and then, you know, ending your day with a glass of wine or smoking a joint, 
you're not really going to be present to what's going on within yourself in order to really uh, feel the truth of your situation. You know, it's, it's, it's like just the idea of not wanting to feel the pain of your, your reality, which I know you've spoken about often as well. And these, these chemicals, I mean, to go a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole, they're essential for mind control. A lot of people don't understand that the mind that we have loves us. It's like the greatest love story ever told. We have two parts of the brain, the conscious and the subconscious. And the conscious mind is our primary defense mechanism. It uses our eyes and it uses our thinking to solve problems and sort of transverse the environment, always assessing, thinking logically and rationally and trying to be safe. So that, that part loves us too, the conscious mind. And the subconscious is always looking over the shoulder of the conscious. Now, if the conscious is a little bit wheezy, off-center, not very, not very capable, it can give off signals that it's not working properly, especially when you drink coffee especially when you smoke dope, especially when you drink alcohol. Now, these two loving, defensive uh, protection mechanisms, they swap places with each other quite a bit. The subconscious will hold back. Now, the subconscious, its defense mechanism is to obey and comply and not start anything new and just sort of take a knee to what's going on and really go along to get along. That's its defense mechanism. The conscious mind is the primary. It stands in front. And again, its defense mechanisms look out, use the brain, think deeply, transverse the environment in a logical way. And this is what the average person doesn't know is the people ruling us know this. And so the subconscious is in the background and the conscious is at the front. And if the subconscious sort of, if the looks out and the conscious mind appears to be wobbly or not at, at center, the subconscious will say to the conscious, go take a shower. You seem a little off. Hit the, hit the shower. Come back when you're, when you're better, when your mind's working better. But the reason the conscious mind is always getting sent to the shower today, the reason it's not working properly and getting the attention of the subconscious is that it's polluted. It's chemically infused, it's toxic, it's drunk, it's high on caffeine, it's high on dope. And so the conscious mind is trying to look out through the eyes and, and it can't focus. And the subconscious sees that and says, hit the shower, brother, you're going to get us in a lot of trouble here. You can't think <laughs> we're shit right now. And it throws it to the back. And so the, the, it's, that conscious mind and the average person is being hit in the shower probably 24 hours a day for the last 10 years, because that's why the people who rule us use mind control to make us drink coffee, use mind control to make us drink alcohol, normalize alcohol. The Canadian government three years ago had this big celebration that it had the new healthy alcohol guidelines. And the new healthy alcohol guidelines for Canadians were 15 drinks per week for men, 10 for women. And that's because the people ruling us want to talk to that subconscious part, this one, right? It wants the switcheroo to happen because the defense mechanism of the subconscious, which only comes out when the conscious is hit in the shower, is obedience, compliance, and go along to get along, and no logical thought, and no 
long-term analysis of the no analysis of the long-term consequences of your actions. So if you're in the ruling position, you're the king, you got the crown on, you got the, you know, the uh, the purple robe, you do want your subjects infused with toxins because then the conscious thinking, rational, logical, mature, independent part of your defense system is in the shower. 24 hours a day. And then this other one says, hey, I'm going to come up. I, I'm going to take care of the defense defenses now. We're going to use my defense mechanism, which is only obedience, compliance, and going along to get along. So if you're in the positions of power, you want your subjects infused with as many chemicals as you as you can. And they've always done this. They've absolutely always done this. This is what the medications are for. This is what the alcohol is for. This is what the pesticides are for. This is what the Tylenol is for. This is what the Motrin is for. This is what the Teflon is for. This is what the plastics are for. People don't see the dot, the string that connects all the chemicals is that it screws up our brain function to make us followers. And the people who rule us have been working this horse and pony show, sending to the conscious mind to the shower, bringing the obedient part of the brain to the forefront. And they've been doing it for a very, very long time. So it's, it's if you have an obedient, compliant, and you know, take a knee to everything, be everybody's friend, go along, to get along, people pleaser mentality, you'll never amount to anything. Because you're living someone else's life. If you're pleasing others, you go home and the only one not pleased is yourself. Yeah. You know, I think the one of the greatest lies that we've been sold is, is that life is easy. It's not. Life is an incredibly complex challenge. And you have to do everything you can to make sure you're rational, you're purposeful, you're healthy, you're creative. In order to meet that challenge, you have to constantly build yourself up. People are under this illusion that, you know, it's meant to be a paradise. We're just meant to be comfortable. But that's exactly what these controllers that you're referring to are trying to make us. They're trying to numb us out to the reality of life. They're trying to make us as subdued and comfortable as possible. And uh, until we get past this misconception that every single day, you need to wake up to build yourself up, to lift yourself up, to move forward, to advance, to meet the challenge of life, and to consider yourself worthy of meeting that challenge, then we're not really going to rise above the herd. We're not really going to exit the system, so to speak. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, they, they definitely want us in a comfort coma. Yeah. And they know that pain is needed to mature from child to adult. You need failure. You need pain. Together, they equal experience. And what they're doing, not only with the chemicals, but... In California now, you don't have to write your SATs to get in the university or college. They won't fail anybody in school. Everybody goes ahead. And if you're running a race at the local school sports day, if there were six students, uh, you know, someone finishes first and someone finishes sixth, everybody gets a participation ribbon. It de-incentivizes the first place winner. In that sixth yep. place winner, you just rob that child, which they want to, of the opportunity to dig in and find themselves and mature. Yeah. And this is also why there's no more thumbs down on YouTube. 
Because what they're trying to do is create this bubble wrap society where no one feels any pain. They have, they have safe zones at school for someone who's offended. I remember at university, they have the safe zone. I'm like, we're adults. Why do we need a safe zone? We're all like 18 to 24 years old. Why do we need a safe zone? It's like we're kindergarten kids. It's because what they're trying to do is make people afraid of pain. And that means they get programmed that pain is a goblin when really pain is a guardian. There's answers inside the pain, just like the kid that placed six in the sports day out of six people in the 100 meter dash. He, the, inside the pain is the answer where maybe he dedicates to going to the gym. He starts changing his diet. He starts getting more organized, less screen time, more working out. Instead of going to TikTok and dancing around like a fool, maybe he is on YouTube finding out how to run a faster race so that next year he placed first. We're robbing all the kids, we're robbing the society, and we're robbing the adults. And this is because, again, if you're in the power position, the king position with the crown and, and the purple robe, you can't farm lions. You can only farm lambs. You can't really manage and rule and govern and control and manipulate and steal from empowered, <clears throat> healthy adults. You can only as I said, farm lambs, you can only rule over people that are dependent and weak and childlike. And so today we have those proteins, right? I call them lifelong professional teenagers, proteins. You got people of adult age because they've been robbed of the pain. And that's why they stay in the childlike state. If you go to Dr. Mark McDonald, the psychiatrist out of LA, he openly says you need pain and failure to take the proper rite of passage from child to adult. And today we have all these people of adult age talking, thinking, and acting like children. And I don't care if it's a teacher or even today when a parent dies and here comes the pain, the parent has passed away, there's immense pain, it's an opportunity, it's a guardian, it's not a goblin. And every they've conditioned everybody through basic mind control techniques to be pain adverse, to think that there's a major malfunction, I'm depressed, my mom died, or the teacher's depressed, there's a malfunction here, I have to go fix the malfunction at the doctor's office and numb myself, you know, dumb down my nervous system so I don't feel my pain. The dangerous part of that is you never mature to an adult because you never go through the pain. And it's been proven that the pain, if you leave it by itself in its organic form and cry it out or hit the punching bag or have, you have to get the pain out or it stays in the body and it causes cancer. That's what you'll find out about Paul Lindertz and the root cause of cancer. The best book ever written on cancer is that if you avoid your pain, like if you cry and you process your pain, it actually works its way up through the chakra system and dissipates away from your body. But the weed pushes it down. The alcohol pushes it down. The coffee pushes it down. The pain stays with you. And it starts to get stored in different organ systems causing cancer. Now, the only way to push the pain down, which will cause cancer on its own, is to use coffee, use alcohol, use antidepressants, use junk food, use weed, use cigarettes, use the TV, 
all those things cause secondary diseases all on their own. So you have the you have the lack of maturity from avoiding your pain. You have the diseases, the cancer caused by making sure the pain stays in your body. And then the, the secondary diseases that come because the, of the modalities that help you dull your pain. It's a three-pronged trap. And the people who rule us know this. That's why their hand, that's why Starbucks uh, 1987, it was going to go bankrupt. It only had 37 stores. Today it has 36,000 stores. Guess who, guess who rescued it in 1987? It was Bill Gates and William Gates Sr. That's why there's a coffee shop in every corner. That's why in Canada, they have these big Taj Mahal liquor stores. And in Canada, the weed now, there's Weed Depot. I saw a Weed Depot in Calgary as big as like half of a Home Depot with just weed products. And in British Columbia, Canada, you can now have any drug two to three days of any drug on your person at any time. It's not illegal. So you can walk around with like four bags of Coke, four bags of heroin, uh, some like, because the, the people ruling us aren't who they say they are. They're a lot older. If you want to find out how old these ancient ruling families are and how they use these chemicals and drugs to always change the brain function and make people childlike and in, uh, dependent, Go watch David Whitehead's documentary. It's free on the internet called Cult of the Medics. This is not Justin Trudeau. He is an actor. He doesn't control anything. Biden is an actor. He doesn't control anything. Putin is an actor. He doesn't control anything. These people are all connected, and they, have, they rule us through two very simple modalities, poison mind control and indoctrination. That's three, but the last two are the same thing. Thanks for sharing all that, Jason. I'm curious your thoughts, since it seems to be getting a lot more popular these days and more accepted, psychedelics. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the, fir the first thing about the psychedelics is I've done them when I was a kid. And I've done them recently too. So microdosing of the mushrooms, which is a psilocybin, which is popular here in Mexico. That's kind of sold openly here. Mm -hmm. Then I get a lot of Toronto Dominion because my bank in Canada is Toronto Dominion. And although I hate that bank with a passion because it's the woke bank, I do keep the emails coming because you can just, you need to use that conscious mind to take in what information is in the matrix. And they push everything that is mind control. They push the air miles at the liquor store. They push the air miles, uh, extra points for going to Starbucks. You can tell Bill Gates is directly in the Toronto Dominion Bank. And then uh, last week, I got a, another email telling me to buy psilocybin stock. And I'm like, okay, hold on a second. And I've done several bottles of the psilocybin um, microdosing. And I can tell you with 100% guarantee what it does to me is extreme depression and suicidal ideation. So that's my personal experience. I'm very sensitive to those things because I'm really, really clean. 
And I, I thought it was a different effect. And I would take two drops, three drops, four drops, five drops with friends, no friends, by myself, stressful day, not stressful day. And every outcome was the same. I was, I would, for me, it was major depression and suicidal ideation, which means my body was not liking that. So when my body doesn't like something, it doesn't mean it's not going to work for everybody or it's not going to benefit everybody. But as soon as I saw the TD Bank pushing psilocybin uh, stock market picks, I'm like, mm, okay. To me, it's moving toward a another drug that does the switcheroo. Like the switcheroo is not hard to do. Sending the conscious mind to the shower is not hard to do. All the body has to do is feel like the conscious mind is unstable or unable to enact its form of protection, which is logical analysis. And this is what the psilocybin is known for, because I used to do these things, you know, by the gram or three or four grams at a time in university. And I can tell you the brain is not working because you're hallucinating. I hallucinated one time that a rock was a skull and it was talking to me. So I'm pretty sure that's enough uh, interference for the, uh, the switcheroo to send the conscious mind to the shower and bring forth. But that's my personal opinion is that everything our government is endorsing, everything that is in the stock market is weaponized in the same way. It's to, to shut the conscious mind off and and have the switcheroo uh take effect yeah man thank you for sharing all that i um i have strong views on that as well and you know i think of aldous huxley's book a brave new world and the drug soma and i think of all the different substances that are out there to get people to be disconnected from themselves now i don't discount the fact that uh, psychedelics maybe have helped certain people in certain situations but i'm really suspect when something gets super super trendy um, which is another thing I, I kind of want to go back to. There's so many people in the like the health influencer world that promote, well, not only psychedelics, but they just talk about coffee and caffeine and, oh, the healthy organic coffee without the mycotoxins and this and that. And I'm just, I, I just don't get it personally. You know, they'll, they'll talk about all the, the health benefits of coffee. And so, I mean, I, I see you laughing, so feel free to comment on that. Well, I mean, even if you go to, a simple video on YouTube, right? It's 35 seconds on the short end. There's a second one that's two minutes. But if you put ABC, which is the American TV station, and you put MRI with the magnetic resonance imaging, and you put caffeine or coffee, you'll get this ABC reporter uh, having no coffee. She goes in the MRI and they see the blood flow in her brain through the MRI imaging. Then she comes out and she has an eight ounce cup of coffee, which is really small. That's only like 120 milligrams of caffeine. Some of the large uh, coffees at Starbucks or, I mean, some of these energy drinks have up to 700 milligrams of caffeine. And then after her eight ounce cup of coffee, they put her back in the MRI. They come out and they have a, a medical doctor there who's an MRI analysis specialist. And he's, he's looking, right? He's like, there's a 40% reduction in oxygen and blood flow to your brain after the coffee. And how can people think? I mean, the world is hard 
just like Joel was saying. Like, it's tough to navigate. Well, how good do you think you're going to navigate it with half the brain? Now, that doctor in that ABC short clip, he was just eyeballing the, the reduction. Like, that's the best he could do. But in Stephen Chernisky's book, Caffeine Blues, he does an eyeball it. He brings up the studies that shows it's 52%. So it's actually more than half. So if you drink coffee, you have a 52% reduction in oxygen blood flow and also pollution release. Like, because that's what the blood is supposed to go in and get pollution out, bring the blood, you know, bring the pollution out with the blood flow. So you get double the pollution in the brain, half the blood flow, uh, half the oxygen. So we always ask people, look, how do you think you're going to navigate life with only half your brain function? Like it, these aren't hard, uh, hard things to contemplate. And it's almost like the jokes write themselves at this point, because this is how powerful mind control can be is, or you can actually be so afraid of reality that you don't want to put down your coffee because you're going to feel everything. You're going to feel your relationship with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. You're going to feel your job. Do you like it or not? You're going to feel if you're a good dad or a good mom. You're going to feel everything at its volume 11. And a lot of people like that dulled down, dumbed down version of reality. But there's consequences to that. There's consequences to not feeling your relationship with your wife or your husband. There's consequences uh, not feeling how you feel about your job. You know, you're not going to get where you want to go. You want to be maximally connected to your spouse or partner. You want to be connected heart to heart. And caffeine and alcohol, they shut the heart chakra right down because it's poison. And poison activates the limbic system. The limbic system is this primal system, fight or flight, kill or be killed. And it purposely shuts down the heart chakra because when you're in fight or flight, Having an open heart could mean you're dead first in the fight. Mm. And this is what the average person doesn't understand. If you're having a hard time in life or, you know, just, I'm being honest with you. It's probably just your coffee and your alcohol in most cases. And it's in Stephen Chernisky's book, Caffeine Blues. You'll even see research and hints that if you even stop the coffee, this weird activation of the fight or flight even though the caffeine has a half-life, I think, of six hours, the actual brain chemistry doesn't get back to normal for three to six weeks. So if someone's never stopped coffee for three to six weeks, they've never been in tune with who they really are as a human being, which is really scary because in today's situation, I mean, the governments around the world are trying to put a lot of people in the grave and you really want to know who you're traveling with if that's going to come your way, right? The only person you travel with into the, the next world is you. you. You hold your hand and you walk with yourself. And I will tell you from nurse friends, people who don't know themselves on their deathbed, they have a real hard time. So it's really important if you're going to just, you know, you don't bring your Rolex watch, you don't bring your fast car, your big house, your pool, you don't bring your wife or your kids, or your dog, it's just you. So you better get to know who you are so that you can cross over with dignity and strength. A lot of people are crossing over today regardless because their their frontal lobe is off. The, the, the switcheroo has been, you know, enacted so long people can't. I mean, basically, 
the devil is right in front of their face and they're just having a coffee and taking the shot and getting blasted off the planet. It's really ugly out there, but you want to feel it all. It'll give yourself the best chance of survival possible. Yeah. Get a high water bill. Their their conscious minds in the shower twenty four seven. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Am I clean yet? Can I come out yet, Coach? No, no. You stay back there. Things are really screwy up here. We got coffee throughout the whole system, and it never stops. And that's why, again, people don't understand the weapons of war in the movies. The movies has mind control is based on repetition, mostly eighty five percent of mind control, repetition based. And they've showed the public that, you know, watch out for the Koreans or watch out for the Russians. They're going to fly in with planes and they'll have tanks and missiles and the infantry with the guns and the bayonets. Those aren't weapons of war. They've been duped. The public's been duped. Starbucks is a weapons of war, weapon of war. McDonald's is a weapon of war. The pesticides on your food, weapon of war. And the energy drinks are a weapon of, of war. Dunkin' Donuts is a weapon of war. The average person has no idea that the people who don't like us know that it's easier to remove us by tricking us to remove ourselves because they're, they're always on side legally, right? Like if you pollute yourself into an early grave or go to the, the injection clinic and wait patiently in line and demand your third shot, there are six doctors, uh, this last week in Canada alone, no reason to pass away other than the four shot was mandated in the hospitals where they were, five in Toronto and one in Saskatchewan. And this is why they do it. This is what, because if, if the tank rolled down the street, everybody would understand that's the enemy. Everybody gets together in a group and fights the one enemy. And the people who rule us, who don't like us, who sort of want to remove us and steal our bank account or steal our house or steal, like, we're just like fruit trees for them. Our fruit is the money we saved. They want to harvest our fruit. Yeah. But we, we can fight back. So they're like, well, let's get them to remove themselves. It's a very scary thing. Is that a coffee machine behind you there, Jason? Um, no, there might be one. It's a rented house, but uh, yeah, there's a coffee machine in the corner. But, uh, only my dad used it when he was here. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe they can take that um, when they cross over the coffee machine with them. Um, oh, I'm sure people would love to be buried with their, you know, a couple of Tim Hortons in Canada and a couple of Starbucks oh, yeah. in the U.S. Oh yeah. What you what what you should is so poignant, and I mean, the great psychologist Nathaniel Brandon, he said, "To think, I must feel," right? And this is the this is the thing. Rational thinking, even self-esteem, in its very nature, is reality oriented. We have to choose to be in a friendly relationship with facts and a friendly relationship with the reality to feel the nuances of what our of what our life is actually mirroring back to us, the state of our relationships, the state of our workplace, how we feel when we look in the mirror. And if we're constantly numbing ourselves from that feeling, we're never really going to get to the place to develop the self-esteem and the rationality to put our life into working order, to feel competent of dealing with life and, 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 and creating the life that we actually truly desire. And this was a big part of my journey as well. And I really implore people that if they're struggling to move forward, what is it in their life that they need to just stop? What do they need to remove? Because it's in the removal that actually they'll create the space to have more capacity to feel and to think and to create. Um, and you're right, man. It's, it's insane. The, 
the amount of the population that's just in this trance. Um, and we were talking earlier about how everything is bubble wrapped, you know, everything is like a safe playground, so to speak. Isn't that like a loser's dream? Wouldn't that be like the dream of a loser where I, I can't get a thumbs down for anything? Where like no one can, no, no one's even allowed to um, insult me on any level. Six, sixth place is technically a victory. And it's, it's that which actually leads me somehow to the, to the line of thinking that I don't think these rulers are all powerful. I don't think they really have the ability to create any real value of their own. I think everything's done via bureaucracy, via shady deals, via siphoning our value that we can create. And I don't know, that's just something that I've been contemplating where it's almost like this is their dream. It's a loser's dream. Yeah, it's, they're really big. If you study them, if you want a very good explanation of, because it's inversion, right? They're mm. catering and kowtowing to losers. That's, that's what they're doing. Yeah. So it's an inversion. You're getting rewarded for being mediocre. And if you're successful, you're getting punished. So if you go on the internet, any, I don't, I think any search engine will get you there. Put David Icke and just put hidden, the hidden hand. And he will tell a story of uh, a man called, is it Zachariah Zebi? Yeah. And do you know that uh, story where he talks, it's, it's like a religion that was started, I believe in the 12 or 1300s, everything's backwards. Yeah, so it's the Jewish inversion. I think it's the Sabbateans. Yeah, the Sabbateans. Yeah. Uh, Sabbatai Zebi, right? Sabbatai like Zebi. Yeah. And that's what people really should look into. It's a very short talk. I think it's a clip from where, where it was on uh, London Reel with Brian Rose, where he mentioned the hidden hand and uh, the Sabbateans. And yes, there's a religion, a, a long standing religion. Everything's the opposite. And we're seeing that come out today. The, the words are getting turned uh, on their head. Anti-fascists are people that back fascism. <laughs> Everything's in the major inversion, which is a mind control trick as well, because it confuses the conscious mind. Like the anti-fascists are backed by fascists. And so the conscious mind can't deal with these definition inversions. They're doing it on purpose, again, to get the conscious mind in the shower and to bring the obedient subconscious to the forefront. So everything they're doing has a mind control aspect to it. I mean, even the group in the UK and their acronym was SAGE, safety, I don't know what it was, but... It, it was the group, it was the department, the government department group that was consulting with the UK government about the COVID uh, pandemic. And 85% of the medical professionals on SAGE were behavioral psychologists. So everything they're doing is about the switcheroo. Letter confusion, intoxication, um, fear, you know, because when the when the conscious mind is really afraid, it hits the shower and says, the, the subconscious says, we better be obedient. It looks like there's, you know, there's a lot of punishment and death if you don't comply. So, of course, the subconscious and its obedient protection mechanism is going to come and take over the full protection spectrum. 
So you can see it's the same trick all the time. We can talk about things like they're different, but they're all the same. They're actually all the same. They attack, they attack the conscious mind and send it reeling back into the shower. Hope that makes some sense. I'm sure, yeah, but this isn't going on YouTube, right? Yeah, you're good. No worries, man. It's all, you totally make sense. And, and uh, yeah, no, it's, I don't think the whole thing will be going on YouTube anymore after our second strike. Um, don't, because I, I don't want to be the, but, I've been people's third strike all over the place. So don't do it. <laughs> no worries. You know, listen, there's always uh, contingency measures. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, it's like a badge of honor now. I think getting a strike on from big tech. Yeah, for sure. Um, hmm. What is? I'm curious for you, man. What were you gonna ask something? I go for it. What's your What's your like right now? You know, it's Monday, August eighth. You know where you are in your life. You live in Canada. You grew up in Canada. You uh, you you know you spent your whole life there, and you recently moved to Mexico. Like, what's your dream? Like, what 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 are you excited about? I'm always excited about what most other humans are excited about. I'm excited about love, uh, excited about spending, you know, my years with someone I love and, and producing value for other humans so they can learn from my mistakes and my experiences and my failures, try to leave the world better. Uh, tr you know, I think one person can take the cabal right down. We're going to be making a documentary in the fall on mind control, brainwashing, and behavior modification. And we're going to try and weaponize that and really educate people, really review the news, really review the movies, the TV shows, and actually pinpoint exactly uh, where they're brainwashing people, how they're doing it, and really pull that curtain back for, uh, in Oz, that green curtain, where that, you know, that man is behind the curtain making everything go. And we're really going to try and expose how they're manipulating people and really try and push people to wake up before it's too late. Or I'll just kind of sit, you know, on my patio in the Mexican sun, just watch everything go down, maybe even have a cup of coffee at the end, just to dull the nervous system a bit as the, uh, as the zombie apocalypse rolls toward me. I might have about a thousand rounds of ammo, but there might be more than them. Right. Well, why does that remind me of the last scene of Fight Club for some reason? I don't know. Yeah, well, I think it was like, a, what was that, nuclear bomb and the windows blow back in? I don't remember. And what's funny about Fight Club, now that you mention it, people should never forget that in the, they were very proud of this, that in every scene of Fight Club, there was a uh, Starbucks coffee cup. Mm. And Starbucks really exploded after that. And that's the subconscious mind control. The subconscious mind actually counts repetition. The more repetitive the content, the more obedient it is to that content, the more the subconscious wants to play in that zone. Wasn't there a whole controversy a few years ago where there just happened to be a Starbucks cup in a um, Game of Thrones scene? Like by yeah, Daenerys of course. just chilling at the table they, and there's a they know that they put that in on purpose and the subconscious downloads the screen at 11 million pieces of data a second. So it's not going to miss it. And it what, and then basically the press from it is what really drove the star. Like it's free press because everybody's like, Oh, there's a Starbucks coffee cup. You missed that. You stupid. And I'm like, no, no, they did that on purpose. They do that all the time to make sure everything's about coffee. Their most repetitive content in all movies 
is a coffee cup, a coffee shop, a coffee mug, or a coffee machine on the back counter. And that's because the subconscious loves repetition. The more repetitive the content, the more the subconscious believes the bigger tribe is interfacing with that image or thought. And when you're obedient, which the subconscious is, it wants to blend in with the herd. So it assumes if it gets flooded with 30,000 repetitions of a Starbucks coffee cup, it believes the bigger herd is a Starbucks herd and it wants to mimic the Starbucks behavior. This is how the subconscious mind and its compliance programming works. It looks for repetition and mimics it. Yeah. I'm still blown away. Um, and I, I actually found out about these videos through you, but were they the Darren Brown videos? Is that who it is? Darren Brown who does uh, like that for interview on the advertising executives Yeah, was just incredible. Well, what I've recommended to so many people. Well, we'll put it in the show notes. And if anybody wants to go to look at how easy it is to hack this mind, this part of the brain and its need to fit in and, and comply with whatever repetitive content is thrown its way, uh, they can, if they look up Darren Brown and it's D E R R E N, I believe, or it might be A M, but the first vowel there is D E. RR. So just look up Darren Brown and put zoo, put mm -hmm. zoo or put marketers in zoo. You'll see one. There's a better one. If you put in uh, Max Major is the mentalist in this video, put in Max Major, AGT, which stands for America's Got Talent and put uh, semifinal. You'll see this, the subconscious on full display there. Howie Mandel gets his behavior hacked in three minutes, two times. And then not only does Howie Mandel get his behavior hacked, 500 studio audience members, the full studio audience gets hacked in the exact same way. It took three minutes and six repetitions. That's it. And Howie Mandel was like, wow, how did that happen? And the people who know this, like myself, they're like, they're doing it to you every single day. Yeah, mm -hmm. And if someone wants to see another one, put in magic for humans in YouTube, influencing the influencers, magic for humans, influencing the influencers, another master mental manipulator comes in, brings three young, you know, social media stars with 6 million followers between the three of them. And he pretends he's asking for guidance on social media and he's going through his social media posts, but the whole time he's programming them through, through, through the content. And then at the end, they're, they're meant to go out and take a lot of selfies in the selfie restaurant that he handpicked. And they all, do, and then they have maybe 200 selfies that they took and maybe the 10 minutes that he gave them. And it's like a selfie competition. And then he says, out of the 200 selfies, three of you took each, pick one and pick one hashtag. <laughs> they all pick the same one and they all pick the same hashtag because he imprinted it into their brain as he was pretending for them to judge his social media posts. He wasn't there to take a lesson on influencing. He was there to give it. Mm -hmm. yep. And the average person is like Howie Mandela, those teenagers that have no idea how their brains really work. They're so easily led. They're so easily manipulated. They're so easily stolen from and controlled and governed because they have no idea about the switcheroo 
or both parts of their brain that's loving them and trying to protect them. All right, let's 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 aim a bit higher. So we've stopped drinking coffee, we've stopped watching TV, we're aware of the nature of mind control, we're building an online income. What are Jason Christoph's recommendations from there? After that, I mean, the evolution never stops. Eventually, you get everything you want and you feel safe financially. You feel independent, but then most likely you're going to start having to work on your happiness, opening your heart, connecting with people one-on-one, helping people, and becoming sort of a softer, more heart-centered individual because even for someone like me as a man, from the day I arrived on this planet with the circumcision and all the indoctrination and the fear-based movies and my parents sending me to kindergarten and pre-kindergarten and breaking the bond between child and adult, protector and innocent, there's a lot of harshness and pain we have to filter through. And so eventually after you get financially set, you will have to work on those deeper wounds to become a greater contributor to the tribe and hopefully help other people avoid hurting their children like you were hurt. That, that's where the, the probably the next level, it, that's the next level for me. And it's usually sort of a natural next level progression for, for other people as well. Yeah, it seems as though finally you, you get your head above water and then you, I guess, have built the, the, the security and the foundation to actually process the deeper stuff, which before we're just trying to swim and doggy paddle, right? And it's not really accessible to be healed. Yeah, when you don't feel safe, it's all about survival. The heart shuts down. The frontal lobe shuts down. Your dream machine shuts down. But once yeah, you get your head above water, you start feeling a little bit safer. Rent's going to be paid. You're always going to have the food. You yep. work out. You're strong enough to handle yourself in a fight. If someone calls you an anti-vaxxer and throws a punch, you can knock their head right off. You feel safe. You feel powerful. You feel independent. This is what they're trying to take away from us as well. This is why it's very important to fortify all those areas that I was talking about. But once you get there, you start really trying to do your best work. And that's where I am right now. I'm trying to get the documentary done so that I can share what I know with more and more people all the time so that we can save more children. For me, it's about saving kids and making sure they don't walk through the hell that I walk through on this planet because the parents were indoctrinated. Mm. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing, man. And, uh, it's it's funny, but you know, it's ultimately the person that we used to be. It's the transformation that we overcame that becomes our gift, becomes the boon, so to speak, as Joseph Campbell would would put it, that we bring back to the people to offer. Um, you know, because we 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 lead by example, we live our lives, we heal what we can heal, we we rise as far as we can. But the thing is, there's people in the trenches behind us that have had very similar experiences, um, which obviously now we have solutions and alchemy to offer yeah i think it's just important to know that they they dominate us through poison and brainwashing and if if we can just step away from the poison like if they poison us by force there's nothing we can do there Mm -hmm. but if we can just start recognizing that most of the poisoning 
that's going on, we're doing by our own hand. And we can step away from that at any time. Like, not only can you become stronger physically and mentally, you can become stronger financially as well. I used to dedicate $30,000 a year to destroy God's creation. That was me with steroids and cocaine and alcohol. That was my minimum budget was 30000 a year. I could blow through two grand in cocaine in one weekend. And then I started a business. So I stopped that. So I started saving $30,000 a year. And then I started a business where I might make 70 grand more than the average person. But if you look at that on a yearly basis, that's 30,000 in savings from not killing myself by my own hand. And it's $70,000 extra because I, uh, I was working about 65 or 70 hours a week. But I was in business for 28 years. Yeah. So that's 100000 a year for 28 years. That's $2.8 million. And I have that money. And you don't have to be LeBron James and sign a $100 million contract with Nike. You can just do these small baby steps. Stop. Like, how much are you spending on hurting yourself? Like, really? Figure it out. And then don't, don't tell me you can't afford $3,000 for a website to get going on a business that, you know, might take a year and a half to get going because you start looking at your employers being on the dream team. Don't tell me you can't. I mean, there's a guy I was coaching a couple of weeks ago. He's drinking four to five tall boys a night, smoking a bag of weed. I don't even know what it, it's got to cost something. And, you know, he's, uh, he's got the money to be successful. And he needs to stop hurting himself anyway to get his brain function on side. So it's a no-brainer. So sometimes you just need a coach to really give it to you right down the middle. Yeah, yeah. man. And value system, priorities, this is where it comes down to. Because exactly. I'm blown away that people that people will say they don't have money to invest in a coach or whatever the case may be, yet they're going out to dinner every single night, fancy restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. It's, doesn't even cost $3,000 to make a website. You know, there's so many do-it-yourself options now. Just learn the fucking skill. Right. And, and But you, there's pain in that though, right, Joel? So there's pain in the learning of a new skill. There's pain in learning. Like I'm trying to learn Spanish right now. I feel like throwing half the kitchen uh, inventory across the room every single time I'm trying to learn. There's pain in it. But I'm not pain adverse. I know that I'm, and I'm long-term gratification based. The average person, they're pain adverse because the government and media taught them to be like that. They want short-term gratification out of their phone. So they're, they're adverse to long-term gratification. Of course, they're stuck. But they have to understand none of this is by happenstance. It's not a misunderstanding of the science. This is a weaponization of the known psychology, the known science of psychology against the human tribe and we really have to understand we're all in this together. There's one enemy. It's the people in power. This we, we could group them all into a small office tower and just collapse it. We would be free of them and all their poison and sorcery and black magic, uh, psychological manipulation. We all, we're all obligated to each other to be our best. Yeah. And we're really letting each other down, you know, I don't care if you're picking up the garbage. It's an important job, but be the best at it you can. Don't have any sick days. Don't have headaches and diarrhea because you smoke dope and eat crap all day. You're part of the tribe. 
take your obligations seriously, especially as a man where leaders, doesn't matter if you're a garbage man or a teacher or, you know, maintenance man here at the condo. I take my obligation as a man seriously as a leader. You know, I don't pollute myself. I help people where I can. We have to really give back to, you know, the power that we have as men, as women, as children. And we really have to understand that the people who rule us maintain their power by destroying ours. So it's our responsibility to maintain our power and make sure they don't steal it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, you need to understand what it means to be a self. You need to understand what selfhood is, you know, because so many people out there just have no idea who they are on the most fundamental level. Every thought, every feeling, every action, every reaction is outsourced and dictated by external external stimuli. Um, you know that there's there's no boundaries. They become completely fluid with the tribe as well, with the crowd. So I think there's again there's that fine line between yes, we're part of the tribe, but recognize that you're an individual that's part of that tribe. Um, because how else are you going to stop self sabotaging if you don't even recognize that you are a self? You're a human being here, unique. No one like you has ever existed before or won't exist again. Um, there's incredible power in reclaiming that mystery in and by itself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well said, Joel. And I do, you know, I do, I've done about 800 people for self-sabotage coaching. It's very common yeah. for someone to describe themselves as the black sheep inside their questionnaire. I have a 150 point questionnaire so I can extract the information that I need. But then they'll say they drink or they smoke or, you know, that they watch Netflix at night. Let me tell you something about a black sheep. Black sheep means you're in the minority. You smoke or drink, you're not in the minority, you're in the majority. Mm -hmm. 85 to 90% of the population starting their you know, adult population starting their day with coffee. You're drinking coffee, you're not a black sheep, you're not original. Everybody's doing it. And, and that's what this slave system is about. They give us these options that aren't options. They're fake freedoms. Yeah. You know, you can get 100 different kinds of ice cream, 30 different kinds of coffee, pick any tattoo you want, pick any job you want. That's the free dumb system. I talk about it, free, dumb, D-U-M-B, Everything that makes you dumb is provided free by the state. So we got to get rid of these fake freedoms and really get back to the only freedoms that count so that we can be independent, we can be healthy, we can be wealthy, we can be wise, we can be powerful. Because all the government is doing right now is trying to take away those very strong attributes of humans and make us dependent, make us weak. doesn't matter if it's feeding us crickets and hurting our physical body or injecting us with poison and making us die or hurting our physical body as well. Every single thing that the government throws at us is to make us easier to rule, make us like lambs instead of our original design, which are which is like a lion. Yeah. yeah. And also the, you can go, Joe. Now I was going to say, and also like one of the things that I find really inhibits people is that they're constantly projecting their lack of responsibility onto the enemy, you know, like onto the controllers, onto the government. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not an ideal situation, but at the end of the day, it's the reality that you live in. What choice do you have? Um, you know, you can't you can't sit there with your hands tied um, and say it's all too hard simply because of the state. 
um, that, 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 we, that we live in, so to speak. Um, re- reclaiming your power is recognizing the control that you have to change things. Um, so that's just what yeah. I'd add to that. At the end of the day, you're making the decision to wake up in the morning and, and drink the caffeine. You're making yeah. a decision to drink alcohol. You're making the decision to press next, 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 and have a binge-watching Netflix night. You know, so again, people can blame everyone that they want. But in the, the day, they're the ones making the choices. And it's important that everybody knows that there's the weakness of this group that's ruling us should be obvious. Because they they trick us using very simple psychology, psychological manipulation is called behavior modification to make us destroy ourselves because they don't have the power to do it by force. So their weakness should be obvious. They put up these grandiose Hollywood productions, call people prime ministers, call, you know, the head psychopath, uh, Ted Ross, whatever, at the who. They're all actors. So why go to all this hassle? Why go to these fake organizations getting put, you know, putting them together over decades and decades all the propaganda, all the mind control in the movies, all the brainwashing in the TV um, programs. Why go to all that hassle? Because they're too weak to take us down if we don't take ourselves down. That's what everybody should focus on is this, this Hollywood, this perpetual Hollywood production is designed to trick us into enslaving ourselves because they don't have the power to do it by force. That's how weak they are. And you can see it's a revenge of the nerds situation. Look at Trudeau. Look at Johnson. Look at uh, Morrison in, in Australia. Look at Putin. Putin's five foot five. He's like Prince, you know, he's five foot three. These people look larger than life on screen. Zelensky, I just saw a video of him doing a couple lines of coke. These aren't capable human beings. We're in a revenge of the nerd situation where they're using psychology to make strong people destroy themselves with the poisons that they readily supply throughout the slave camp. We reject the poisons and know how the mind control works. They don't have the power to enslave us by force. So we better get really focusing on how weak this group really is, because that's why they need this Hollywood production 24 hours a day. It costs trillions of dollars to run this Hollywood production. And the amount of money they put into it shows how weak they really are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Morrison's gone. We've got an even nerdier dude now. His name's Albanese. I don't know if you've seen him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen him. But they're just, I mean, you know, whether it's Brad Pitt in the movie and The Rock comes in or it's Denzel Washington <laughs> and Morgan Freeman. I mean, this is why we're so obsessed with movies in our societies because our whole reality is there's no difference from the TV program to the news. They're all actors. All the scripts are written. And it's there to force us to disempower ourselves. So if we just say no, like Chris Skye says, you know, a collective noncompliance, just say no, then they don't have the power to come and dart us or inject us by force. They don't. And they know that. That's why they have to use all this propaganda and Tavistock mind control to make us hurt ourselves. Yeah. Um. 
What's 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 your forecast on the on the monkeypox? Should people be concerned? <laughs> well, oh that God. was I did I did a little uh, meme yesterday. It's like junk food kills eleven million people per year. Cigarettes kill seven million. Three million deaths a year from the alcohol. Eleven million dead from narcotics. Seventy three million abortions per year. Then uh, what did they say this year? There was five deaths from monkeypox. Complete health emergency. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's all this acting, right? That's supposed to trigger, you know, it's a lock and key effect all the way down. We have military hierarchies. That That's what people have to understand. It doesn't matter what government, have you not noticed the government isn't working in your best interest? And have you not noticed the government is, has military hierarchy structures where you have one moron at the top say something and then it just triggers all the way down like some kind of, lock and key mechanism. I mean, these are military structures. That's the first thing we got to get rid of is these top-down military structures. <laughs> People in Canada were talking about this other guy, Poulvier, as maybe the next leader that might ch challenge Justin Trudeau. They don't get it. The problem is the structure. Do we not understand that Justin Trudeau is a dictator, that his overriding his own party, overriding his own scientists over, like he's telling everybody what to do and he's getting paid by Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. We can't have another person sit in that seat because they'll become the next dictator. It's a dictatorship already. He, all, all the things that were done to Canadians were done by one person. That's not the way this system's supposed to run whatsoever. And until the Canadian people realize this, that they're in a comfort coma, they're in a chemical comfort coma between their coffee and their booze and their weed and their narcotics and the fluoride in their water and the fluoride in their toothpaste, all designed to shut off their thinking part of the brain and send it to the shower, they'll never get out of this. This is going to be like a East Coast to West Coast gulag up there. I'll never go back. I'll try and send a private jet to get my family, but you know, it's going to get ugly unless people stop, start cleaning their minds up and stop polluting themselves. Cause that's the foundation of all this mind function changes when you're toxic and the government is drowning you in toxins. It's time to wake up folks, or you're just going to be in the grave. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Uh, Jason, just so you know, you've totally changed showers for me from now on. Every time I take a shower now, I'm going to think of this conversation. <laughs> the conscious mind. No, it's good for you to shower with your conscious mind. You get a whole bunch of downloads in the shower. Not really too sure what. There's something going on with the water. Some kind of, uh, 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 like it's like a microprocessing yeah, yeah. memory really? chip on its own. Yeah. If you're going to eat the showers 24 hours a day, you better get a filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And there's no filter for most people. What was the what was the turning point for you? What was the 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 moment where you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm moving to Mexico. When he said you could, when Trudeau again, the dictator, <laughs> dictator, and they found out now. I mean, it came out now that the guy who's sort of in charge of suggesting these things said, "I never suggested a a travel ban." Yeah, it was just the dictator Trudeau. I'm like, this is not supposed to be a dictatorship. Um, but as soon as he said you had till November 1st to get out of Canada, I wasn't getting trapped anywhere. So I got on a plane and they said after November 1st, you got to take the, take the shot. Right. So I just got on a plane and I got out of there. Absolutely. 
And, you know, it's, it's weird being, you got, that's a painful rite of passage, a lot of pain there, right? Yeah. A lot, a lot of failure, a lot of uh, introspection, but it helps you mature right now. I really don't have a home. You're going to have to be a strong individual mentally and psychically to deal with that. I travel uh, around here, see my friends, um, different spots, but you got to be pretty strong mentally to make that jump. And if you don't know yourself, if you've never done the inner work, you might end up in a gulag because you weren't ready to make the jump when you could make it. And this is the uh, lessons throughout history. People have told me stories in World War II Germany. There were some uh, Jewish people that left in 1937 and said, do you not see what's going on here? Nazi, how weird is that? Do you not see what's going on here? And people are like, well, how bad could it get? So a lot of the Jewish people left because they could see what was going on. And a lot of people stayed saying, how bad could it get? Well, do your Mm -hmm. history homework. It can get really bad. And that's where they home the mind control to see how far they could push humans, right? Like the Milgram prison experiment. It goes show people will do anything, even kill another human being if someone in a white coat tells them it's okay in the head executors in all the concentration camps, they were all medical doctor, doctors in the white coat. So this, this is what people have to understand is that this, th- these are the same groups all the time. There's no, there, that's not a different group than who's attacking us today. They just stay in the background, do the same mind control trick, do the same behavior modification, do the same switcheroo, send the conscious mind to the shower. They can program humans to do anything they want. They've been doing this for thousands of years. Just go watch that documentary, Cult of the Medics by David Whitehead. This is an old group. They roll this horse and pony show out supposedly every 138 years. They roll it out to the year. Yeah. Yeah. David's done some amazing work with that. I've only watched the first five. I need to catch up, I think, on a few episodes. But incredible work, incredible research. Yeah. And the truth tellers are really... Truth tellers are like, hey, I think we're going to die. I better, I better step it up. <laughs> try, mm-hmm. try not to, you know, because we have an obligation to the tribe. So everybody who's a natural truth teller, some of the stuff that's coming out of people's mouths about what's going on, well needed. I listened to an interview today with Max Egan right on the top of uh, the Crow House uh, channel on Odyssey. Go check that out. As he starts um, hypothesizing about what's going on. And uh, everybody's really finding their game, really finding their stride right now. It's really amazing. Definitely. Um, like, do you think there's, 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 there's no mass? Do you think there's a mass awakening? Like, do you think there's going to be a mass of people that just all of a sudden stop drinking coffee, stop taking the poison, stop watching the TV? It doesn't, no. it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, it's the same thing as saying, will the deer ever wake up and not eat the corn in Ontario when the deer hunting season rolls out? No, there's always the deer going, Hey, free corn. Mm. <laughs> me and my, you know, me and my friends are, you know, meat time, put it, put it in the freezer. So no, you're, you're, you're always going to have this voluntary ritual sacrifice going on. And the best thing the person can do is don't be the deer eating the free corn because if the corn is there you're going to get your you're going to put it get a slug blown right through your lungs yeah. so it's it's up to each and every person do you want to be a ritual sacrifice because there's a lot of spiritual 
you know, spiritual analysis we could do about who comes back and who doesn't. And you got to learn your lessons. People got to learn their lessons. You can't, you're not here to watch TV, jack off to porn, drink coffee and drink wine and laugh and push each other in the bushes. That's what you're not here to do. So if you don't want to learn it this time around, you just get sent back to this shithole and uh, you're going to have to learn your lesson one time or another. And every time you come back, you don't learn your lesson. You know, next time you come back, you're eating crickets. Next time you come back, you're walking on all fours with a chain around your neck. Who knows? But learn your lesson earlier so you don't have to come back here. I think when you get to the pearly gates of heaven, God's there and he's He's counting how many how many hours your conscious mind is spent in the shower, and then he's determining what happens in the afterlife. I can, yeah. I, I can he's got the coffee machine. <laughs> I, I I think I've been sent back. God said, "Ah, oh, you got to go save more people." And I'm like, "I I tried. Don't send me back. You get the flush. You get back back down, Christoph." So that's why that's why I got Christ in my name, I think. Mocking yeah. me, right? So, so this this is what people have to understand. There's some spiritual stuff going on as well. Lessons have to be learned. Some people aren't going to make it. Just like the Madonna song, not everybody's going to the future. How weird is that? Look up that song on YouTube. Madonna, not everybody's going to the future and watch that performance. This is sort of like a cycle, and it just depends where you want to be in the cycle. And uh, there's no guarantees for me. There's no guarantees for you. But find your tribe. Be healthy. Keep your conscious mind on and out of the shower. And um, have some faith in God that you're one of the chosen ones that are going to make it through. And if not, choose yourself right? Choose, choose to be that individual. Choose not to follow the tribe because sometimes the tribes are completely sick, completely unhealthy as, uh, as we've all seen. And I guess my primary message is that at the end of the day, if you really want to make a change, make a shift, it's in your hands. Just because everything's going to shit, like C.S. Lewis said, just because the herd's running off the cliff, the person who runs the other way seems to have lost his mind. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it doesn't matter what the herd does, what the crowd does, what the world does. I think there's opportunities and potential for individuals to really thrive um, regardless. Yeah, there'll be a lot of, lot of services and products needed in the new world for the people that make it through. Yeah. It's going to be really important and it's going to be a health-based society. Uh, I know the word's overused today, but an equal you know, and people are going to find their their gender roles again, their proper gender roles. Men and women will will sort themselves out regarding what they're good at, what they're designed to do, and how they're designed to contribute to the tribe in their own ways. Jason, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure as always. Um, any final messages for those listening? And what do you have on offer at the moment? How can people can how can people connect with you? Well, I have a <clears throat> I have a compilation right now of some of my best overcoming self-sabotage works with health and wealth, all kind of put together in one bundle. If anybody's interested in, in learning about that, I have give a good video explanation of what's included. They could email me personally at Jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And this fall, we're going to be making the documentary that's really going to drop people's jaws. I'm going to unload everything I know 
about mind control and brainwashing and give real life examples in all the most popular TV shows and movies, people are going to understand how the wool's being pulled over their eyes. It's going to, it's going to be a large torpedo in the hull of the cabal. What a way to end. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Always a pleasure, man. I've said this to you so so many times. You've had a huge impact on my life. uh, And I just really appreciate you and everything that you're doing. And I'm happy to see you nice and tan uh, in in Mexico. (laughs) You're awesome. Thanks, buddy. You're doing great work. I really appreciate you leading the way. And we're all taking care of our small little groups. Hey, but those small little groups are adding up to, you know, a couple billion people at the moment. So never just think you're, you're, you know, I'm preaching to 50,000, you're preaching to 10,000, uh, Ike's preaching to two or 3 million. Everybody adds up to, a, it all adds up to a couple billion. And that's why they're scared. They know they can't win a debate and uh, they're going to have to walk right in the, the vampire is going to have to walk in the broad daylight. It's gonna, they're going to be hard pressed to do it. Hmm. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, We're going to go hit the showers. Take care. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for watching that episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. Um, Just wanted to remind everyone, our eight-week transformational group coaching program for truth seekers. If you're really serious about exiting the system, about putting the middle finger up to these architects of control and to curating and living life on your terms, to reclaiming your power, to learning what it means to be and hold yourself as an individual and actually create value free from the guilt and shame that keeps us subdued, then head to riseaboveTheHerd.co. We're taking very limited students for round three. And if you're interested, submit an application and you could be talking to us about potentially joining the program um, as, as, as early as possible. Nothing more to be said. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Smoke and mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean. Fast forward in evolution to a place where we can share our confusions. Yeah, 450 BC, I'm sharing tea with